Hey guys, welcome to the Essential 11. This episode is brought to you by Acton Academy. As the founder of Acton Academy Placer, I can speak directly to the impact it's had on my own kids. So do yourself a favor if you have kids, uh, look and see if there is an Acton Academy in your area. If not, maybe we should start one. Hey, today's guest is Matt Gadke. Matt is the founder of KetoConnect.com. I have been following them for a long time. Whether you are into the ketogenic diet or not, I highly recommend looking up Matt and Mega, and you will want to do the same too after you hear him on today's episode. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing really good. And I just saw your cat walk through in the yeah. background and I heard the saga about your cat you guys losing the cat for a couple of weeks so glad you got your cat back home man yeah yeah the pets are really taking over and yeah it's it's really a good test of how much they love you she does not love us that much she wouldn't even come back into you know the what, house. we had to trap her that's okay I mean at least you're <laughs> honest with it at least you guys have come to they've come to yeah. grips with it it doesn't matter you've got Theo now anyways he's the one that's really taken over yeah that's true our Congrats. child yep Congrats yeah, yeah, that's very cool. A big life change. Thank you. No doubt, man. No doubt changes everything. So, um, you know, we're going to kind of keep him in mind. I mean, you are giving some of your advice to the youth of America, man. So we're mm -hmm. going to keep him in mind as we kind of go through that. So are you ready to, to hit these 11 questions? Let's do it. Cool, man. All right. So let's start. We're going to start easy. We'll start with number one. So one to three mentors that that you look up to so these are the people that influence you the people that inspire you and and one of the things that i always ask is look these can be people that are dead these can be people that are alive um these can be people that are real people that are fake i absolutely have fictional characters that i will go to in my head to go wait how would this person tackle this so yeah. nobody's off the table so who, who's somebody that influences you yeah, I got a few of these. Um, no one, honestly, I was trying to think of people in my life and it was hard to come up with any people that like really had huge impacts as far as like business success and things like that. Yeah. A couple coaches for sure, like basketball coaches. My parents were good role models in a sense too, but sure. I thought of a few that definitely stood out to me. Jim Rohn is number one. You've probably yeah. heard him. He's just, he's the goat of like yeah. motivational speaking and it's not so over. Yeah, for sure. It's not so over the top. Like it is with a lot of people these days that are just like really in your face and it's like, you know, you're being motivationally spoken to. He's more yeah. just like a teacher. He's got some YouTube videos. He has like a two hour one, how to make this next year, the best year of your life. It's just like a life changing two hours. So, so that's good, one. Man. So yeah. good. Yeah. And he is, he is, um, it's the practicality. You know, like you yeah, said, he's yeah. not over the top ridiculous where you seem like you're just being sold something in the back of the room the entire time, man. It's just practical stuff you can get busy with. Yeah. And every time I listen to him, I'm just like, people don't speak like this anymore. Like we're not even right. capable within the technology age. It's like, he's such a personable guy. I'm like, yeah. I wish I had that, that type of just like, yeah, ability to speak. So um, and I feel like every, I am big on like self-help and motivational stuff. Now, everything yeah. just seems like it's the derivative of what he was talking about like 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, but what do you, do you think part of that is, is just the reality of human nature in general too? Like, I mean, there's only so many practical pieces of advice that really like, yeah. this is what humans need to hear. And apparently people aren't getting it. You know what I yeah. mean? No, there's definitely some universal truths and yeah. there's different ways of packaging those. And yeah. he has one of the better ways, I would say, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. And I like that you mentioned um, coaches as well. Some of the best, you know, I've, I've got, you know, people ask, where do you get your, your teachers? And we don't even call our teachers teachers. We call them guides, right? I need mentors mm -hmm. um, and I need people with that kind of 
just inherent DNA to connect with, with young people and coaches are a great place to find um, great mentors in that way for youth, man. So I like to yeah. them. This might be a good one for the youth. Um, the best coaches are the ones that you don't think are good coaches while they're coaching you. Typically, you hate so them true. while you're coaching, they're coaching you. Then you look back like five years later and you're like, I, that guy changed my life. He really like motivated me. For sure. And those tend to be the best types of coaches for sure. For sure, man. Absolutely. I love that. Very good. So, yeah. So, you I got Jim Rome. Anybody else? Way. What's that? Yeah, I, got, well, I guess parents are the same way. Uh, hopefully, huh? I do have one other, Julius Caesar, just uh, really got into like Roman history lately and yeah. just reading his story very, because, you know, the whole thing when in ancient Rome was like, everyone's competing, everyone's trying to be remembered, like everyone's trying to go down in history yeah. and to actually be the guy that did, you got to be very exceptional. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, just reading about him, the things he did. He went all in multiple times where it's like, I, I'm either dying today or I'm winning this election type of things. Yep. Just put it all on the line multiple times. Really cool story. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Very Thank cool. You. Yeah, Jules, that's not one that you uh, that you hear too often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, my, my son's middle name is Gaius after Julius Caesar. Oh, is it really? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Have you, del- have you delved into like stoicism and all that kind of stuff? A little yeah, bit? yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. love that. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that. to see the reemergence of that too. I'd like to get Ryan Holiday on and, and uh, talk about that. Obstacle is a way is one of the best, one of the best books that I had a chance to read in the last couple of years for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I read that one too. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of reading uh, to do this year from what I remember. So. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Yeah. All right. So how about, how about number two, man? So this is, this gets significantly harder, I think is a, is a jump in question. So one of the biggest questions we get from kids is, is around self-confidence, you know, and, and I work with, with our kids at Acton um, to talk about the fact that self-confidence, I really believe is a practical skill. You know, I think it's something that's actually very uh, attainable. And I think it starts with, with habits and daily habits. So um, what habits have you personally adopted uh, in order to either maintain or, or focus on increasing your own self-confidence as, you know, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as a husband, as a father? Yeah, yeah. This is a tough one because for things that I'm naturally pretty good at, I'm very confident in those things. You need like some social proof, like you've done it before, yeah. for at least for me, to be confident in things. There are obviously some people that are just confident about everything, sure. which is, I think, a good way to be. Um, but for me, I've thought about this a lot. And like, I notice when you have like doubts in the back of your mind, like, have I given this everything I have? Yeah. That's when you're typically less confident when you've done everything you, you, you can to prepare for like, let's say a presentation. Yep. You don't really, you're definitely more confident afterwards. And I think momentum definitely has a lot to do with confidence too. Um, to where like, if you are really good at basketball as a youth, you just continue growing in confidence. It kind of like snowballs. Yeah. But as, as far as just like spontaneously being confident, that is, I think you just got to put in the reps. That's kind of a hard thing to do but for most yeah, people. I, I think you're right. I mean, I think you're right. I think there's a DNA, you know, there's a DNA aspect to it where some people are just naturally more confident. I get it. But I think for the, I don't think that's the majority. You know, I think yeah. that is the minority. I think for the majority of people, man, it is kind of storing away those past successes, you know, and, and then you can yeah. kind of reach back into that, you know, David Goggins calls it the cookie jar. You reach back into that cookie jar and you remind yourself what you're able to do. You know, you yeah, remind sure. yourself what you're able to, to, and then, and that gives you the confidence to take the next step and, and take action and action breeds more confidence. You know, it's, it's yeah. that kind of cycle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I like 100%. That. 
I like that. I think that's super smart. So self-confidence, you know, obviously leads itself into something that, um, you know, the youth is, is definitely thinking about today. And that's the mental, the mental health, you know, we've, we've seen kind of this skyrocket and everybody's got their theories about why, you know, mental health is, is either more on the forefront now, or is it, you know, really on the rise, whatever that looks like. But, um, what kind of tips do you have as far as overcoming, you know, any kind of anxiety, keeping yourself in really a positive state of mind um, throughout the day? Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of tough because I can't say I identify with this too much. I'm, I'm definitely a little bit socially anxious, but as far as like mental health, I've always been a pretty happy overall person. Yeah. I think um, the biggest thing is purpose in life. Obviously, that's going to just make you happier. So sure. many kids these days it's like, it's just living kind of a purposeless life. Like if you think back 50, a hundred years ago, you know, we're like fighting, fighting the Nazis. We're doing like crazy stuff that actually matters. Nowadays it's just like, can I pop off on social media? What's going to, what's going to get the most likes that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then a big one, I guess also would be guard your mind. It's not easy to think that everything you're viewing and your just day-to-day actions, what you're letting in your mind end up being part of your output just like your, your general output in life Love so that. you have to start thinking of things like that so like if you're scrolling through the gram constantly what are you looking at are you following motivational people you're letting that into your mind or are you just yep. like you know just negative stuff it's easy to watch like people response videos on youtube that's something i'm guilty of so that's like kind of a new year's resolution no politics no sure. response videos um so you just got to guard your mind, keep it strong. Whatever you let in weakens you or at least influences you. I love that. I love that. I tell, you know, one of the things we talk about all the time is you're always being brainwashed. You're always, yeah. it's just who's doing the brainwashing. Are you doing exactly. it? Are you letting yourself be brainwashed by positive people? And that's, you know, obviously the goal of this podcast is, is positive operators that are um, able to feed into your mind and, and who, who are you allowing to get in there and do the brainwashing? You know, that's a big deal. And you're right. Yeah, man. The essential 11 doing the brainwashing might not be so bad. That's, that's the goal, man. That's yeah. exactly the goal. That's exactly it. You know, and, and like you said, you get to choose. You get to choose. If I've yeah. got somebody that I'm following on Instagram or what, and they're, they're just continuously going down this rabbit hole of negativity, unfollow them. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is saying something I don't like, don't engage. Like it's yeah. not, we get to choose. You know, one of the things that I like that, that Gary Vaynerchuk says all the time is that social media hasn't changed everybody. It's just exposed people. And I think that's true, man. I think there's a lot of truth to that. You exposed human behavior, but you get to choose on if you want to engage in the negativity or if you want to take that positivity and make that what's doing the brainwashing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. And so just like putting, you know, what you put into your mind and that's kind of what you're ingesting in your mind, physical health too. I, I think we have, you know, we kind of talk about it as a country. We talk about the importance of physical health for our kids, but we're not doing a really good job of implementing things. So for you personally, you know, and especially obviously with your background and, and, you know, what you guys really have built your business around too, it has a lot to do with physical health. So um, would you talk a little bit about how physical health has kind of been connected to success for you and that success, you know, can be in any arena, but how important has physical health been for, for you and your journey? Yeah, it's been really important for me for a number of reasons, but I think it's just another quadrant of your life that matters, you know, a great deal. And typically your quadrants are like aligned. There's not one that's excelling dramatic. I guess there's some cases you just got like the rich fat billionaire type of a guy, but usually people are excelling in each aspect. It's not like your health is being neglected while you're, you're excelling in everything else. 
But for me, um, just being like a shy person overall, my athleticism was like, I, you have to identify as something as a kid, like in high school. That's why there's all these movies where there's like the greasers or whatever, the, sure, the, sure. the jocks. You kind of, it's like that for a reason. Cause you need to, you need something to like count on and identify as personally. So I was always a basketball player. Um, that's like how I made friends because I'm yep. the guy that's really good at basketball. Yep. And that, as I was saying earlier, like builds confidence when you have something that you're really good at, it could be anything. Um, basketball is obviously a great one because everyone like loves athletes randomly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just building that. And then I guess if another big thing was like, once that ends, what do you then do? do so like that, that got, yeah. Yeah. So basketball got me far enough to where I matured as a person and I could kind of realize like, you don't got to be a basketball player. You can, improve in other aspects you can like anything you want really you can get if you put enough effort into same way for anything that you are like currently working on uh so that's yeah basketball has just shaped me as a person greatly like every single thing about me can basically be traced back to basketball like the type of music i listen to the type of clothes i wear so that's cool and a lot of life lessons i mean things that you've taken into your business too you know i'm sure the discipline that goes with that yeah yeah that's another thing like i would imagine the army's kind of the same way like you just have to do hard things Yep. repeatedly basketball doesn't seem hard but when you play in college it's like a job you wake up every day you got no doubt you got to do it yeah and I guess yeah a lot of people these days don't really have hard things they have to do so it's it's like a muscle you got to build it for sure so true man so true so you know what? I'm actually going to skip because I'm going to play off that question I'm going to go right to number six and we're going to go back to number five so hard work I mean you're talking about doing some hard things so do you have mm-hmm. a a definition and it might just be for you and your truth, but kind of a definition of, of hard work. And this one's kind of a two part question, hard work. What is your definition? And then if you have a young person that's 18 coming to work for you, what are the things that you want to see from them? Yeah. So the first thing that came to my mind is people that work hard. Don't tell you they're working hard. Like the, the laziest people are the ones that are the hardest workers. So true. Um, but, uh, for me, the definition of hard work is really just doing things when you don't want to do them. Uh, yeah. cause you know, it's always easy at the end of the day to just kick it and watch TV, but those are the hours that really count. And it's, if you think like everyone's competing, the world is, is a competition. There's people that are working when you're watching Netflix, essentially. Yep. yep. Um, and I have recently hired a few people. We have a few employees now, so I have some experience with like resumes and yeah. just take an initiative. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Like, don't email me, is this where I send the resume? Send the resume. Like, just I love do, it. Just, totally. Just take initiative. Like, you're, totally. you're off the list if you're asking me where to send the resume. Completely. If you can find some, I, I, if I've got somebody that's coming and wants to work here and they're asking me questions that would have been a 30 second search on Google, um, I, I don't, I mean, they're not going to get a response, not going to take yeah. that time. Um, exactly. You know, and, and again, showing that history of, of initiative, man. I mean, that's what, that's what employers are looking for. The employers are looking for the bottom line. How are you going to help them? Yeah. And then just to, to go off of that, another thing is if you are actually reporting to someone, put yeah. yourself in their perspective. Yep. And when you're like delivering them the deliverable, just make their action steps as little as possible. Like send them the link to the Google drive that they have to fill in. Like just make it as easy as possible. Not just like done. Now you do your thing. Bingo. Uh, People really appreciate that when you just make it simple for them. Yeah. You're providing value. Mm -hmm. You're providing value. I mean, that's plain and simple. And the the most, 
you know, with any employer, really, it, it comes down to time and, and the management of that time. And so you're saving them a ton of time. And that's, um, that's an invaluable skill. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I'm going to jump back to number five here, too. And so talking about, um, you know, obviously school and, and Acton Placer is, is uh, you know, this ridiculously fast growing educational center out here. I mean, I don't even call it a school. It's a workplace for kids. And, and these kids are just, I mean, leaps and bounds um, ahead of so many of their peers, just because of the systems. We have. It's not us. It's the systems that we have in place that allows them, you know, to grow. So kind of one of those old jokes is that, you know, I'm really glad I learned that mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell or that, you know, had to, had to memorize the Pythagorean theorem or whatever, but now I'm an adult and I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to do my taxes. I don't know how to do. Right. And so, I talk to a lot of parents like that, and that's been kind of the running joke in schools for, for a long time, but um, there is a lot of truth to that. And a lot of the questions that our kids end up having that are practical in nature have to do with finances. How do I do my taxes? Mm -hmm. what do, how do I create a budget for myself? How do, so, you know, you now, you're a dad, you've got Theo coming up. What is the one piece of financial advice you would give to him, give to young people right now if, if you had to pick? top piece of advice to give in a financial arena. Yeah. So I have one easy, obvious one, practical advice. Just save 10% of everything you make. It's easy. It's yeah. old school. Yeah. You got it. It's just like essential. You don't spend money that you don't have pay yourself first. But on top of that, I wanted to give one more because this is like a big thing I've improved on myself recently is your money mindset. Um, you have to, it's how do you view money? Is there never enough or is there always enough? You can always get what you want given yep. the amount of, if you put in the work and, uh, just like how you view rich people is another thing that maybe some people don't want to hear, but if you view rich people as evil people taking from the poor, you're not going to become any, you're not going to become rich. And yeah. if becoming rich is something you want to become, you kind of have to view rich people as people that are adding great value to society because you know, your net worth is really yep. just a reflection of your value to society outside of like, you know, inheritance. Bingo. Such a good, I mean, you know, there's a, a couple things that I think you touched on there. It's the, it's the watching people who have already achieved that. And that's again, part of this is watching the pattern and the patterns that they adopt, including very simple things. I hope we hear those exact same answers all the time. Dude, save, save 10%. Don't spend more money than you have. Like if we have enough people repeating that over and over, you know, kids are going to figure out, Oh, wait a second. Okay. This is actually an important thing. And you're right. That mindset around that. Cause you're inherently, if you've got this in your mind where those, you know, wealthy people are, are these evil people, well, I don't want to become an evil person. So you're limiting your, your upside right there. Yeah. Yeah. You for know? sure. Yeah, yeah. I love that, man. Um, so Number seven for us, we got, uh, you know, Jocko Willink says, and I love, I love that guy. He says, discipline equals yeah. freedom. Um, we have that up in our house at home. I got my three-year-old knows discipline equals freedom. Like he knows the saying, right? So, I love that. Um, so what is a discipline that you have either developed for yourself or something that you're working on developing? Um, and when I talk about it, it's a discipline. It's something that you know you need to do to move yourself forward in any of those quadrants you were talking about but it's something that you don't necessarily love doing yet. You're developing a discipline around that. Yeah. So thought a while about this one and I've come to the conclusion for a while now, you need some sort of stillness practice in your life 
just yeah. in the, the world we live in today. Yeah. So meditation, I've tried it. I've strung it together like 60 days at one point, hugely okay. beneficial, but it's not for me. Like I just can't stick to it. I've yeah. tried. And maybe that's a limiting belief I have of myself, but I've tried so many times. Uh, so I've switched that over to a similar activity, I would say, which is reading. Um, it's, it's a stillness cause you can, you can catch your mind wandering and you're like, Oh, I just don't even know what that last paragraph said. Sure. So this year I'm doing a 52 book challenge. There's actually a different podcast. A guy does this books of the Titans. Uh, you, you pick your list of 52 books for the year. So it's going to be like two hours worth of reading per day. But I found that to fill kind of the same void of meditation and just some kind of stillness you need to develop because the world is so fast paced and you're, if you're not careful, you're just like constantly being stimulated by different things 24 seven. That's really good. Yeah, that's really good. I think especially use everything is around stimulus, you know, for the yeah, youth yeah. right now, everything is. Um, you, so you can I, go I days that, without even just like regrouping and collecting like, where do I want to go in life? Am I, am I doing what I need to get there? A lot of people go years without like regrouping and just collecting their thoughts a little bit. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you find that, um, I think you find that I find that with a lot of the, even when with our parents or with just, um, you know, exactly as I work with organizations around the world, you do, you find that people have gotten so caught up and just, it's always that constantly one step forward. They haven't gotten to regroup and kind of refocus and redirect and, and they just feel scrambled and they kind of feel helpless and they feel like it's just now they're, it's more of a reactive versus a proactive life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, this is a this is a fun one, and this was actually one of um, this is one that we got. I, I got this question actually more than anybody, uh, or more than any question from from the youth, and and I thought this was one of the, maybe one of the easier ones, but I want to put this towards the end because I think it's one of the most interesting. So, what is a piece of common knowledge? So this is something that just everybody knows, and when we say that, it means everybody in culture knows it, or everybody in your particular field knows it. Um, but you're like, yeah, that's great. So not true. It's not true. It's yeah. not right. Um, what, what would you say to that one? This is a great one. This is my favorite one actually. And mine's going to be relatively controversial. It is that vegetables are a health food. Oh, um, so about that. yeah, there are definitely a healthy food, but they're viewed as like the pinnacle of health. Um, when really the pinnacle of health is nutrient dense animal foods. Yeah. Uh, every society, every group of people throughout history, human history, have prized, have coveted, and have made it a priority to get nutrient-dense animal foods in their diet. That is completely missing from the standard American diet, from the modern food supply. You can actually seek out nutrient-dense animal foods for pennies. Um, it's super cheap. Things like liver, uh, salmon roe, um, raw milk, so like good. kefir, yogurt, things like that. Um, whereas you're paying like $3 for 40 calories of spinach. It's just like, plus it's, it's been, it's probably in a plastic bag been shipped from across the country, picked two to three months ago. Um, you know, different techniques, radiation, things that make it shelf stable. Yeah. Vegetables aren't that healthy for you unless you're getting them from a local farm. Um, yeah. So that would, that would be my controversial opinion. It's so good. No, I think that's great. And I'm, you know, I'm the first one to tell anybody like, look, whatever, if you feel good eating something great, go for it. One of our guides here and one of my best friends on the planet has been vegan for many years. Awesome. Go get it. I love her to death. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, um, for, for me, um, specifically for my house, you know, my, my staff knows we had our kind of little Christmas get together and had our, 
um, you know, like a secret Santa sort of deal. And um, my, the guy that got me, got me a ribeye, an aged ribeye steak and nice. a gift card for some coffee. And it was like, that's all you consume. You're meat and coffee. Like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, oh, like, that's on, basically you're it. You're on the meat, your meat diet? Uh, I mean, I, I probably 90% of what I get, you know, we'll buy a local cow. Um, you know, we've always got a, a, at least a half a cow in the freezers out in the garage. And um, we will go through a half a cow as a family. I, my kids are young, right? There's three, yeah. three, six and eight. Um, and my wife's not a, you know, not a big lady. We will go through, uh, we'll go through <laughs> half a cow in like two or three months. I mean, there's wow. savages with that yeah. stuff, but it's just, we feel really, really good that way. So, that's um, great. yeah, I love it, man. Um, awesome. so number nine, what's something you aren't good at? I think, you know, we, we like to celebrate, we celebrate everything and I want people to see the patterns of these things that, you know, these successful people, these operators and what they're really good at. But, um, I always like to bring the humility side of it back in there too, and realize, you know, we have this misconception that, Oh my God, that person's probably good at everything. I'm very quick to tell everybody I'm good at like three things. I suck at everything else. Mm -hmm. So what's something that, that Matt Gadke's not good at? Yeah, this is pretty easy for me. Um, communicating my emotions and having like important conversations. Basically, I'm just like like a, the 1950s version of a father. Like gotcha. that's what yeah. I kind of am <laughs> for some reason. Uh, it's just really hard for me to have like serious conversations with my wife, communicating feelings, uh, yeah. things like that. I tend to just like freeze up, not freeze up, but I just go kind of like quiet. And yeah. she does a lot of the talking and it's hard for me to, to respond. I don't know. It's just like yeah. a mental block that I have. Is that something, but I mean, is obviously something that works for you guys. Is that something that you are actively or does that something or more importantly that Megan wants you to work on? Like, is that something that. Yeah, it's an area guys... of active improvement for sure. It's No, we've yeah. identified it. It's like, yeah, we're working on it. It's just, I've made some progress for sure, but yeah. not where I want to be yet. That's so funny. And I remember when we actually watched uh, a video last night and, and I think in the video you referenced something to the fact that when you're talking about a serious topic, you know, something that's actually relatively could, could be like an emotional thing that you'll just kind of smile, uh, you'll just kind of laugh and, and that that's kind of your defense mechanism. You're like, it's like, yeah. uh, you're like Chandler from Friends or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a work in progress. I don't it's know. Too it's funny. I think it, I'm, I'm blaming it on my dad. I feel like he gave yeah. me a lot of it, but obviously <laughs> be accountable for yourself. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. no. And I, and I, I don't think you're alone, man. I think, um, you know, I can name one or two or 50 guys that, that probably deal with that too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all. That's all good. That's great. Um, how about number 10, man? And so this is the one that, that maybe I look forward to the most too. So we've got, you know, the questions that are coming through, but the kids are like, okay, what else do you want to tell us though? Cause they understand everybody's going to have some, so what else, what else would you add that we haven't necessarily talked about here? What's another practical takeaway um, for the, for these guys? I don't know how practical this is, but uh, I've actually given this advice to like a few kids that have just, I was drunk one night and this like this revelation came to me at a wedding. Yeah. Um, you can be undeniable you there's no gatekeepers anymore this is actually new this hasn't always it hasn't always been like this where you can put something on the internet and everyone can just say that guy's really good at that thing he put on the internet yeah so you're successful based on that there's no like you know warner music group has to sign you that none of that stuff is it yes. exists anymore you can just be undeniable you can work hard enough to where 
you're successful at whatever you want to be successful at. Obviously, talent plays in a little bit. Like you sure. can't just, I couldn't be, I, pro- I couldn't make it to the NBA. I tried pretty hard. Sure. But uh, there's certain physical limitations, but within reason, you can pretty much be undeniable at a given skill. Gosh, that's so good, man. It's so good. Um, and I think people need to understand that the middleman in a lot of ways is gone now. You know, you yeah. get to go, you get to go direct to it. One of the things that we talk about over and over and over again on campus here, especially with um, our high schoolers, we call them, you know, launch patters, especially with our launch patters is the fact that it has never been easier to be great. And that's for a number of reasons. Like you said, there's so much opportunity now that we didn't have where the middleman's gone and you can just jump right in. There's also so many people going back to the beginning of the conversation that are riding this wave of negativity and they want to ride that um, and, and then hide themselves away because of that. And so one of the things, you know, we start our morning every morning simply by standing up, addressing each other, looking at each other in the eyes, shaking hands and, and just saying good morning to each other. And I'm like, hey, when you go in for a job interview and you're going to go provide value, the fact that you're 18 and you can go show up, you can be there 10 minutes early, you can walk. You know, and whether people think that's the thing or not, the fact that you do that, you shake somebody's hand, you say nice to meet you, it blows people away. It's a very simple thing to do, but like I've had kids do that and they're just, Hey, you know, good morning. Nice to meet you. And I have other, you know, entrepreneurs that are on site, look at me and they're like, Oh my God, these kids are all introducing themselves to me. Like it's, you know, like they came out and they're like, Hey, and they did some sort of magic trick or something, you know, like they're just blown away, man. Um, You have complete control. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of factors aligning for you to be successful because most people are kind of drifting back because life is just easier now. So if you do have like the killer instinct of your father or his father's generation, you stand out like crazy today. So true. So true. I love that, man. So good. So good. All right. So last one here. Who are some people that we're going to, you know, and obviously, and and when we end this here, we're going to jump on and tell people where to follow you guys and and definitely highly encourage they do so. There's a reason we wanted to have you on here and and hear from you. So um, we're definitely want to drive as many people to to keep up with you guys and follow you guys. You guys have lives worth following and mindsets worth following. So we want to put them there. Um, Who else should we be looking at? Maybe one, two, three other people that we should look at and maybe that we should invite uh, on this podcast that, you know, these kids would, would benefit from hearing from. Yeah, I got two for you. And when I was putting this list together, I didn't know that you could get people like this. So I think you could actually get these guys. Uh, Number one is Eric, the hip hop preacher. You might've heard of him. Uh, E.T., man. Yeah, yeah. E.T. Definitely the other end of the spectrum from Jim Rohn. Yeah. But, you know, I think the kids like his style for sure. And he has this one speech. This is the thing that put me onto him was... uh, how bad do you want to be successful? Like as so bad good. as you want to breathe that thing, that whole thing. I listen to that just like every morning when I need to be motivated. So he, good. So yeah. good. And there's a song, I don't remember who it is. And you're, um, I know you kind of keep up with the hip hop scene a little more um, probably than I do now. Like my hip hop is still like, you know, I don't even know, naughty by nature or something. I mean, it's like nineties, <laughs> like nineties, yeah. you know, Tupac Biggie. It's some of, some of the old school stuff. So I don't know, but there is somebody relatively um, recent who, all throughout the entire song, they play that particular mm. clip from, uh, from, I haven't YouTube. heard that one. All right, I got to find out if I find out who it is, I'll send it over to you. Cause it's, it's great, man. You're right. That, that fires me up and it's an amazing perspective. So yeah, ET's a, he's, he is a, uh, he is a legend. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Goes, he'll yeah. hype you up for sure. For and sure. The other one, uh, is you probably never heard of this guy. Cole Bennett is his name. Cole Bennett. And he started this company called lyrical lemonade. 
Okay. And basically like, you know, music industry kind of hard to crack into and like really make a name for yourself. Just one kid, yeah. Lyrical yeah. Lemonade started making, he started by making music videos just okay. as a video editor. Yeah. And he started like, you know, boots on the ground in Chicago, finding artists that eventually would blow up and be like very famous artists. And now he's just like, probably if you could have your music video on one outlet, it would probably be his YouTube channel, Lyrical Lemonade. Got it. And he has a Lyrical Lemonade festival in Chicago every year now. It's just like, he's really done so much when it seems so hard to kind of like crack into that industry and make a name for yourself. How cool. That's awesome. Is he a Chicago guy? Yeah. Outside yeah. of Chicago. He's 23 years old, white guy too. It's just like, really not the type of, he's just a video editor and he's really yeah, like yeah an influential hip-hop head now yeah it's oh cool. i love that and he's right in the range of of uh you know this gen z the kind of generation that we're talking to too so yeah Cole Bennett. okay lyrical lemonade um you know one of the things that i that i told you before we jumped on um you know i love what you guys do in your message um just in your videos but it's been fun for for me to watch uh kind of the evolution of you as a business person um, over mm -hmm. these years and just watching how you've worked on your mindset. And obviously that's translated into all you do too. So um, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the work that you're doing. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Pleasure, bud. Pleasure. We'll talk to you soon, man. So do yourself a favor. Make sure you follow Matt and Mega. Uh, you can find them on keto.connect on Instagram. You can also, of course, look them up on YouTube at Keto Connect. Also visit their website, www.ketoconnect.com. And I highly recommend getting their new book, Keto Made Easy. Give them a follow. You guys will be glad you did. I will see you next time on The Essential 11.